welcome to the Astro Guy Podcast. I'm not an expert, I'm an amateur like you. I'm here to learn and here to teach. So let's enjoy the ride together. Carpe Noctum, seize the night. Welcome to the Astro Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Zool. I want to start off letting you know that I am not sponsored by ZWO or any other company, although if they'd like to sponsor the podcast, that would be amazing. That being said, my review is that of an end user and is based on using it for just a few months. Now that the disclaimer is out of the way, we can get to the fun stuff. In this episode, we're going to talk about one of the biggest game changers to hit the amateur astronomy community ever. I'm referring to the ZWO ASI Air, a device that you can purchase new for $299 that will not only make astrophotography easy, but if you have a go-to mount with a finder slash guide scope and a camera that works with the ASI Air, you can use it for quick and accurate polar alignment as well as for visual observing and much more. What is the ASI Air or the Air for short? Simply put, it's a small computer that can control a multitude of mounts, cameras, and other ZWO products such as their filter wheels, autofocuser, and their new strain wave mount. Several Canon and Nikon brands of cameras are supported. It connects to devices through the two USB 2.0 ports and two USB 3.0 ports. It has built-in storage and comes with a 64 gigabyte memory stick to store images and video. It also has a network port if you want to hardwire the unit to your home network or use a network extender. More on that in a few minutes. There are currently three versions of Air that are on the used market. Right now you can only purchase the Plus, which is the newest version, brand new. The original ASI Air, which is based on older hardware and does not use USB 3.0 technology, only USB 2.0, also does not have video and some other capabilities that are available with the newer versions. The second generation Air is the ASI Air Pro. This unit incorporates USB 3.0 technology as well as four 12 volt power ports that you can use to power cameras, your mount, or other devices while only using one power supply. A note, a power supply is not included with the ASI Air. You'll need to purchase a 12 volt 5 amp power supply to use it. They also put the device into a sleek red aluminum case that's a little bit bigger than a deck of cards. While the Pro was widely accepted by end users, the biggest complaint about it is that the Wi-Fi is very weak. ZWO addressed this in 2021 when they released the ASI Air Plus, which has a couple of other data ports, power monitoring for the 12 volt ports, and the biggest feature change is that they added an external antenna, extending the Wi-Fi range to about 20 meters. I use the Air Pro and the Wi-Fi range is not great. 
So I bought a 100 foot ethernet cable for about $15 that I run from the air to my home router. Now I can access the air anywhere that I can access my home network. This is very convenient. I purchased a used ASI Air Pro in 2021 and in the last several months I've learned to absolutely love this device. It makes setup and capture quick and easy. To access the Air, you have to download the ASI Air app. It runs on Android or iPhone, as well as Android and Apple tablets. I use mine with my Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra, as well as a Samsung tablet. I have also used it successfully on my PC using Bluestacks, which is an Android emulator. However, ZWO does not support using it with an emulator at this time. I'm hoping that they come out with an app that can be run directly on a PC or laptop very soon. So let's talk about what the Air does exactly and how you can use it for visual observing or astrophotography. Let's start with how you can use it for visual astronomy. Besides your main telescope and go-to mount, you'll need a guide scope and a supported camera to work with the air. With a setup like this, the guide scope and camera will be set up in the air as the main camera and telescope. They will interface with the air in your mount to steer the telescope to whatever targets you want to observe. First, you'll want to connect all the devices to the air and power it up. After about 30 seconds, you'll hear a beep and you can launch the app. Once you launch the ASI Air app, you should have your mount pointed near the pole as you'll want to do a polar alignment as the first or second step. I start with my mount in the home position, which is pointed at declination plus 90 degrees and the counterweights are at the lowest position, pointing toward the ground. Your telescope should be in line and directly above the right ascension axis of your mount. Don't worry if you can't see Polaris from your location. If it's blocked by buildings or trees, the air has a way to do all sky polar alignment that's just as easy. We'll go over that shortly. Click on the telescope icon at the top of the app. This is the mount control. Make sure to turn on tracking and set the rate to sidereal. If it's dark enough, you'll want to make sure that you can get focus with the camera through the guide scope or your main scope if you're going to be doing astrophotography. Either way, you'll want to have the camera and the guide scope focused. If you don't have an autofocuser, you can do this with a Batonov mask. On the right side of the screen, if you're not already there, go to the preview menu. Change the exposure to what you want to use for focusing. It doesn't need to be long. Take a two or three second image. The image will download to your device screen. Now look at the stars or the diffraction spikes if you're using a Batonov mask. Make an adjustment to the focuser and take another exposure and keep doing this until you're in focus. If you don't have a focusing mask or an autofocuser, you can use a bright star in video mode. This only works with ZWO cameras. Click on Preview and change to Video. Click the arrow at the bottom right to open the settings and you can set the exposure to say 100 milliseconds. Then increase the gain until you see out of focus stars. 
you may need to play with the exposure and gain for your setup to find what works. Now you can make adjustments to the focuser and see the changes in real time. This method is great, especially with brighter stars. You can also use focus mode. In this mode, you should choose a star that is not too bright, but bright enough to be seen in a short exposure. Instead of selecting video, select focus. With your fingers, select an area to zoom in and focus. Then click the plus sign at the upper left. You'll see the star magnified and you'll see two numbers with graphs that will change constantly because of the effect of seeing in the atmosphere. Now you'll make adjustments to the focuser to bring the star size to the smallest number and the peak to the highest number. You're going to have to play around for a few minutes to do this as the numbers are going to fluctuate a lot. Try to find a good average and something that looks good. I usually do this before using my autofocuser, as you'll need to have roughly focused stars to perform a polar alignment. If you have an autofocuser, click the focuser icon at the top of the app and click AF. If you have an autofocuser, you'll see it on the preview screen. Click AF and this will start the focusing process. Click the play icon and in just a couple of minutes you should have perfectly focused stars. Now you need to get your mount polar aligned. Here's the steps to follow if you can see Polaris. Put the mount back in the home position. You do this by clicking the telescope icon and scrolling to the bottom and click go to home position. You'll need to click OK for it to actually go there. If you can't see Polaris from your location, click the I button at the top of the screen and go to Experimental Features and click All Sky Polar Aligned. Then when you go to Polar Alignment, just follow those prompts which are similar to using Polaris except that you'll point the mount using the arrow keys on the screen toward the eastern part of the sky and follow the prompts. But let's go over the method assuming that you can see Polaris. Once the mount is in the home position, ideally you should have Polaris in the field of view. But if not, you should be okay. Click the menu on the right where preview was and click PA. The instructions will pop up on the screen. Now click the play symbol. The air will take a short exposure and do one of the greatest things that it can do. It will plate solve the image meaning that it will identify the stars in the field and figure out exactly where the telescope is pointing. An important thing to do when you start the air is to set the focal length for your main telescope and your guide scope. If you're using it for visual, change the guide scope to the main. If you're not sure of the focal length, put in zero. It might take a minute or two to plate solve, but once you take an image, the air will determine what the focal length is and then plate solving should only take a few seconds after that. So the air will plate solve the home position and then you'll press the continue prompt. Now it will rotate the mount about 60 degrees. It will then take another image and plate solve it. Then you'll see another prompt at the bottom of the screen. Click it and you'll see how far your polar alignment is off. I click the auto box next to refresh toward the bottom right. This will 
take two second exposures that will be plate solved and it will keep repeating until you are finished with the process. Now adjust the altitude and azimuth adjustments on your mount, not your RA or deck. Wait a few seconds for the plate solving to see your progress. I usually adjust the azimuth first and I try to get it to within 30 arc seconds of zero. The closer you get to zero, the smaller your adjustments need to be. It's very easy to overshoot, so take your time. Once I'm happy with the azimuth, I'll adjust the altitude knobs until that's as close as I can get it to zero. For visual observing, if your total error is under two arc minutes, you should be fine. For astrophotography, it depends on what focal length you'll be using. For example, with my C8, which has a focal length of 2032 millimeters, I try to get to less than 10 arc seconds total error. But with my wide field setup, I shoot for less than one minute. If you're going to be doing visual observing, when the face in the upper right turns to a happy face, you can click finish, and now your mount is polar aligned. This part takes some practice, but after doing it a few times, you can get very accurate polar alignment, usually in less than five minutes, and you won't be killing your knees or your back trying to look through a polar scope. Now that you're properly polar aligned, go back to the telescope icon, put the mount in the home position, and then set the menu to preview. Using the mount control arrows on the screen, slew at least 10 degrees away from the pole, and take a short exposure, three to five seconds should suffice. Once the image downloads to the screen, click the plate solve button on the bottom left. It will take a few seconds, then click align mount when the menu pops up. Now the air knows exactly where the mount is pointed. Now you can click the magnifying glass by the mount control section of the screen. Here you can search for named stars or cataloged objects. There are several different catalogs installed in the app. There's also a section called Tonight's Best where you can search for popular objects. But for this example, let's say you want to look at the double star Albireo in Cygnus. Click the magnifying glass at the top of the screen and type in Albireo. It will pop up on the screen with information about the target. You can just click the arrow at the right and then click Go To, which will pop up, and the mount will slew to Albireo. It will take a short exposure to see if it's centered, and it may do that one or two more times to center the object. If your guide scope is properly aligned, you should see Albireo in your eyepiece or camera. You can click the search to go to any object. When you've finished observing, you should send the scope back to the home position using the telescope icon. Once it's there, power down the air and you're done. But what if you're going to be doing astrophotography? Well, there are some other steps to take. Instead of an eyepiece in your telescope, you'll have your main camera there. I use a ZWO ASI 462MC, which is a planetary camera, as my guide camera and I use a cooled ZWO one-shot color camera as my main camera. Right now I have three different setups. For wide field imaging, I'm using a Samyang 135mm f1.8 lens. My midfield setup is a Teleview Pronto, 
with a 0.8x reducer flattener. For smaller objects like galaxies and planetary nebula, I use a Celestron 8 with a 0.63 reducer flattener. For planetary and lunar imaging, I use the C8, but I remove the reducer and add a Barlow lens. So let's say that I'm going to be imaging M101, the pinwheel galaxy in Ursa Major. This is well framed to show the pinwheel as well as several other galaxies with the Pronto. So I'll get a rough focus, then polar align, go to home, move away from home, and plate solve an image, then go to my target. Now I have several different ways that I can capture images. The easiest to use is Auto Run. Click Preview, then select Auto Run. Now go to the hamburger menu, the three lines below where it says Auto Run. Click the plus sign to add a set of exposures and set your exposure length and how many exposures to take. You can also select Auto Meridian Flip, go to Home when finished, and power down the ASI Air. Those are all options on the menu. The Auto Meridian Flip can be set so it will stop taking images when you hit X number of minutes before the meridian and then we'll restart X number of minutes after the mount does a meridian flip. This is a great feature as you can go to bed and let the air do everything for you. Once you're back on the main screen, you'll want to make sure that your guide scope and guide camera are set up. You should see the guide window on the screen. If it's not there, click the guide icon. It's the third one from the top left and it will show up. Click the guide box and follow the prompts. Simply tap the loop button. It looks like two arrows in a circle. And then the calibration button below that. It will take the air three to five minutes to calibrate guiding and backlash compensation for your mount. You'll know you're ready to start imaging when you see the lines appearing on the graph once it starts guiding. Now exit the guide screen to start imaging. I usually start the guiding setup before setting up auto run. You can exit the guide screen while it's calibrating and go set up auto run. Once it's guiding from the main screen, press the shutter button and the air will start taking images. It's that easy. Just like the app says when you open it, it's easy as one, two, three. There are two other capture methods that you can use. Plan mode allows you to plan several targets during the night and it works pretty much the same as auto run. Live mode will stack the images as you take them. This is great for electronically assisted astronomy or just to see your progress. You can even live stack calibration frames to improve the quality of the image. Either way, make sure that you click the box to save the individual frames so that you can process them later. Using Auto Run to take your calibration images is a snap. You can set it to take darks, biases, and flat frames. For flats, it will automatically calculate the exposure for you. You can use video mode to image the moon and planets. Select the video icon, then adjust your gain and exposure settings. You can also adjust the white balance as well. Just click the red button and you'll start recording. Once you've captured the video, 
You can even stack and sharpen it right on your device. It's very cool. So whether you just want to do visual astronomy or astrophotography, this device along with a go-to mount will make the job easy, accurate, and fun. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you found our time together to be fun and helpful. If you have questions or episode suggestions, please email us at astroguypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a text message or a voicemail at 973-404-0380. If you're not already a member, please join the Astro Guy podcast group on Facebook. You'll find other members, videos, blogs, and other useful information there for your enjoyment. You can also visit our YouTube channel, The Astro Guy Podcast, for past episodes and other surprises. Please subscribe. Please consider leaving us a review on your podcast platform. It really helps us to get new listeners. Thank you again for listening, and may your skies be clear. As always, Carpe Noctum. Seize the night. I'm Wayne Zool, and this was the Astro Guy Podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, your questions, comments, and suggestions are welcome. Keep wondering. Keep your eyes on the sky. Have fun. Carpe Noctum. Seize the night.